What's the feeling on the streets of the Hunter? What's getting under your skin or making you hot under the collar? Let's take the temperature of the region. It's the Pub Test with Paul Scott. Well, the temperature of the region at the moment is bloody cold. How are you up there in the East End, Mr Scott? Oh, look, I'm, I'm doing all right. I've got the Uggs and the trackie on. Good Just don't look. go outside with the Uggs on. Seriously, Ugg boots are an inside shoe. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, I'm I'm all, I'm all, depends how the track pants fit, whether they're allowed. It's like they're okay in TOBs and oh, RSLs. Man, t- the tracky duckers are allowed anywhere, especially when, you know, some of the trackies that you pay for these days, you know, like if you want a Camilla tracksuit, you set back at least $2,000. When you're saying they're allowed anywhere, there's actually there are places where mm. you can't wear tracksuit pants. Um, and I'll tell you, one of the places high on the list is golf clubs. Really? Not allowed. No drawstring pants, and not, there's the golf clubs. It's still a bit, mm. you know, no drawstring pants. Um, you know, there's there's you know, you need a belt and a you know, there's certain rules about how you dress. And I mean, oh, there's part of me that kind of thinks, you know. Some of the some of the, the biggest shucksters I've ever met in my life are dressed in Armani suits, you know. Yeah. And yeah. so I and and some of the nicest people I'd give you the, the shirt off their back uh, are wearing trackies around the place. So the kind of you know the kind of hang-ups we have about you know dress standards. What, what are they? What are they? Yeah. What are they about? I know, and, know, and, and you and I both know one of the, the richest men in uh, in the country who uh, who owns a significant radio network. He lives his life in tracksuits. Well, if, well, I suppose you once you get to a certain stage in life, whether it be wealth, age, or you know, just not giving. Yeah. A damn. And you can you know, do that. You can wear tracksuits. What I notice is people pass judgment very quick, even mm-hmm. friends. So if you are in tra- if you are wearing, if you do get caught wearing trackies out, it's a bit like, oh, it's a shame, isn't it? He's, he's given up. He's just. <laughs> <laughs> it's he's, funny you say that. Up. I apologised a couple of weeks ago. I had my, uh, it was just one of those mornings, and I just put the, you know, I put the Everlast tracky decks on, and you know, like I, I had, I had the branding, of course. I had the Everlast. I had the Nike, tra- you know, jumper on. I had the Nike shoes, you know. Like, yeah, I, I had the branding, but I still got hammered for. Michael said, "Oh, you dressed up today, did you?" Because I had my tracky decks on. Oh well, yeah. Well, Not I that anyone sees me. Were they pil- were they pilled tracky decks? Oh no 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 no. The, the you, pilling, you are talking the, to the Tracy. The levels of pilling are just another, are just another <laughs> thing as I do, well. I do think there are some places where um, there should be dress codes, one of which being aeroplanes. Oh, like no beard, no exposed feet, please. No, and, no, and not on and my no seat either. shoulders. Can we just have the top over the shoulder? Mm. And and so and not it's not your lounge it. room, you know. It, it's not your lounge room. You are with four hundred other people. It's not your lounge room. Oh, we've seen. Uh, we've all. Yeah, we've all been there. Travel enough on aeroplanes. You've seen hideous behaviour yeah. on aeroplanes. Now, I yeah. gave you some homework last week um, to uh, to update me on what has uh, what's going on with the post office. Now, you have found out what is the latest on the post office building. Nothing. Oh, that's what I was scared of. Um, I got in touch um, with uh, Dr. Jerry Schwartz, who is the owner, and you know, lovely guy. Still has, mm. Says he still has full commitment to you know restoration, 
but said the project has been uh, besieged with difficulties. And so where are we up to? Well, the DA, the DA was issued nearly 18 months ago, which is, you know, the plans are, the plans are fine. Um, you know, council uh, had, had done their thing. Then there was the stuff about we need the construction certificate. So I asked, well, who's holding up the construction certificate? What, what, you know, we're having trouble getting the, you know, which sounds like kind of a, like a bureaucratic mess mm. somewhere, you know. So there's, a, there's an evil bureaucrat saying, no, the post office shall never be restored <laughs> to its former glory. Um, but no, that's not the case. The construction certificate can't be issued until the heritage consultant has signed off. Okay, well, what's the problem with the heritage consultant? Uh, look, the weather we've had has caused a lot of leakage, and despite us thinking we've made it um, free from um, uh, pigeons, they've got in there, and they've pooped to such a level that it is now a health hazard. So until we get that cleaned out, we can't get the uh, heritage consultant in there in a safe environment to do the paperwork that will allow us to apply for the construction certificate. And, you know, I kind of thought to myself, gee, that must be a heck of a lot of pigeon poop. Must be. To, you know, to get out of there, to get the heritage, uh, you know, to get the heritage consultant in there. It just, I don't know, the history of um, stalling. I remember when... Sean uh, knew the city property developer bought it from the council. He sat on it for, he bought it for like two and sold it for 4.25 after owning it for like a decade. And when you worked that out on a weekly amount of what was made for just having it sit there and rot, it was a considerable amount. And it was numerous times when you look back through the archives when he'd made announcements about, oh, we're about to do this, oh, we're about to do this. Oh, look, I don't know what the case is. I, I still think that... Um, I was hopeful when Dr. Schwartz bought it that it, you know we'd see it good in a couple mm. of years. He had he has had suggested timeframes before. He thought it'd be open in the middle of last year. He thought it'd be open after the DA. Uh, that hasn't happened, and I'd say they've just decided to stop giving out timeframes now. I and don't blame when, him. I, I wouldn't. Um, be. Yeah, but once a project doesn't have timeframes, they trade. I know. Like when's it? When's it gonna? You know, when? What? Mm. If? And I, I still think that that building, the restoration of that building is really important to the vibe of the city. Yeah. Like, a, you know, like how do we feel about ourselves? It's all good. I mean, some of these buildings that have been put up uh, by Iris Capital, they've gone up in, you know, uh, a few years, mm. you know. And um, the restoration of this important building in the city, where there's been so much promise, yeah, geez, without a, without a time frame, it's it's a worry, I reckon. Well, when you see what was done with the GPO in Sydney, and uh, I don't even know what brand it is now, but, you know, it's been a Sheraton, it's been a Western. Yeah, what they did down there, that was spectacular. And, you know, we all had dreams of, of something really, really good being done with that building. But as you say, you know, it was Jody McKay. It was back in Jody's days that uh, that we took over the post office. You know, it's a long time, Paul, to have that sitting in the middle of the city. You know, when we've had showcase events like the the supercars, and we've had all sorts of things happening in the centre of the city, and we've still got this derelict building. Yeah, and, and what a building it is. Mm. And I, I, I'm just worried the, the longer that it's le- it's left, and 
you know, but that, that also brought me around to, you know, the, the bill down at the, uh, the Newcastle Railway site. Like, you know, like they've tried various shops in there from time to time. It's probably not the best location for, for shopping. Um, but uh, the buildings upstairs, um, they haven't been assigned a use. And, you know, like, what's the plan for them? I mean, do we need more hotel rooms? We've just had two five-star hotels in the city. I I don't know. The longer they sit empty, the longer things sit empty. And, of course, that was Marcus Westbury's whole Mm. idea, you know, to don't leave places empty. You're better off having some activity in those places, even for peppercorn rents, rather than just sit them, you know, have them sit empty. I don't know what the problem is for... I don't know who 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 owns Newcastle Station now. Is it the the Hunter Development and Central Coast Development Corporation? I think Um, it's a combination of, or it is owned by them, I believe, but it's managed by someone or something else. It is, yeah, it's a bit of a one. Yeah, it's just. I mean, they've got some plans coming. I noticed they've got a massive. I know Tim Crackenthorpe sent out in his email to to people who sign up for his email. Um, about uh, there's a big concert plan down there for later in the year. Have you there heard is. about this one? There is, yeah. yes. If you go to newcastlelive.com.au, you'll find it on there. Yeah, well, I tried to go to the ticket thing, and it said because it's free, but you still need a yeah. ticket. Yep. But the ticket thing, it says tickets not available. And I don't know if that meant it's sold out or they haven't. Probably well, haven't gone yet. No. they haven't started yet. I don't believe that they've started yet because um, it's still it's still a couple of uh, months away yet. Yeah, it, it is uh, the music task force. The Newcastle Music Task Force has put on a free right. concert. Yeah, it is. It is brilliant. It is fantastic, and we need more of that down at that uh, at that location. There's a brand new bookshop just gone in there as well. And as you say, it, it's a destination that you go there. You don't just go there if you're wandering past and buying a book like you would in uh, you know in a Westfield or a Charlestown. It's it really is a destination place isn't it? It sure is. Actually, speaking of Westfield, I went to Westfield for the first time in Yonks yesterday to, to see Elvis. How is it? And, oh, look, I really liked it. I, look, I know it's, it, you know, Baz Luhrmann divides critics mm. and, I mean, if I ever have to see the movie Australia again, I will sacrifice my eyes to science rather than be tied into a chair to watch that one. See, I hate Strictly Ballroom. I cannot stand Strictly Ballroom. And yet it's meant to be one of the best movies of all time. Well, you know, on the Baz Lurometer, they do say that that's, you know, probably Mm -hmm. his best film. Yeah, not not a fan. But, like, Elvis, it's a big show. But the the fact that they've got that young guy playing Elvis who who does the Aaron... I just... His name escapes me at the moment, mm. but he is unbelievably fantastic. Really? What a what a what a what a find he is as an actor. David Wenham's in it too. Um, you know, uh, Tom Hanks is in it. Oh, not he, Austin Butler. Austin That's Butler. It, Austin Butler. Yes, that. he's fantastic. It's a big, like it's a big production, and it's as he deserves uh, it. He deserves such a big production. He was such a. Oh, just, just such such a you know dichotomy between you know you, you've got the the story of the the rock star who fell in love with a fourteen year old girl you know you've got that story a la you know great balls of fire but then you know you've you've got his drug abuse you've got you know the the awful awful upbringing he had it is such a, a the story is just incredible 
Yeah. I'm a huge and look, fan. I, th- I think he's done it. I, th- I think it's a pretty... It's definitely one that's worth worth going to see. Like, I, I never got bored and, you know... <laughs> I'm kind of like, why do films have to go longer than 90 minutes? And, uh, no, look, two hours. I feel like I've had my money's worth at two hours. Well, two, this is two forty. Oh, jeez! But it was, but it was. Yeah, no, it was a, like a, it, it was a, it was a good, uh, it, it was a good film. How did you find so, going out to Westfield and parking and all of that? As a, you know, you, you uh, live in the inner easy. city now. Oh, it's so easy, though. Yeah, right, easy, if you go to the, well, I went to the late night session. Not the late night session. I was going to say seven thirty. Um, yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's an easy park and like in, bang, park, you know, sit down, watch it out, get the extra time on you, you know, so you, don't, you didn't have to pay for parking, which as we all know, oh, people have a yeah. psychological aversion to in, in the city. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it was good. It, it, it really was good. And I noticed, that, I noticed as well, um, just on other things that are interesting around the city today, there's... Uh, an abortion rally. There is, yes. Pro abortion rally yeah. in, in town, and and council have uh, made a uh, a statement uh, uh, about uh, condemning what's happened in the United States. Mm. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, I, I don't. I don't need to tell you. I'm, I'm a you know I'm a 49 year old woman. I've grown up with Roe versus Wade has always been in my life. You know, a, abortion pro choice. I can remember as a 14-year-old having massive arguments with my father about pro-choice. So, you know, no secrets about where I stand. But, yeah, where, where, does, where does our council sit in, in your, you know, in your vibe? You know, it, it, their rates and rubbish. Should there also be advocacy as well? Oh, yeah, I do. I do think that. Look, they're the level of government we're closest to. Oh, look, I, I don't have any problem. I think it's kind of convenient for people saying stick to roads and rubbish. But if you look at the list of things of services mm. that council now provide and in many cases have had lump on them by state governments who are you know very good at sh- cost shifting fed shift to state state shift to council council where can they shift it to the rate payers i suppose mm. but um i i didn't actually have any problem i mean i know the crit- critiques are you know well you know this is all very well and good it's virtue signaling really mm. you can't you can't have any uh, impact on mm. this but I think that to um, show support um, for, uh, you know, against the decision and, and the fact that, you know, people feel strong enough about it to want to have a, a, a rally in Australia. Because I think there's also the feeling that things that happen in America gradually drift here. Correct. I think of like, you know, trends in higher education, they drift from the States to here. Um, uh, you know, the, we've seen the right... The, the rise of kind of the extreme right, that's, you know, that's drifted here and, and copied a lot of the the tactics that, that we're seeing in the US. So, look, I, I, don't, I don't really have a problem. It was the same when council came out and said, look, no, we don't want to be a nuke sub base. Mm. And well, the fact is, is, if the Fed said you're going to be one, you've got no choice. You'd probably, you'd, you'd probably be one. But I didn't have any problem with it. And they copped the hammering. I mean, yeah, the, they have. Yeah, the New Italy in particular. Yeah, the Parliamentary Secretary for the Hunter, um, Taylor Martin, who's, I, I think, is a pretty good performer. He, but he, he got up and said, look, you know, just stick to your knitting. Mm. And then we had that knitting display by the Greens in the Parliament. <laughs> you know. John McKenzie can't knit. He cannot knit to save his life. <laughs> it's 
well, I couldn't work out what he was knitting. I thought the closest thing it resembled was a merkin, or a, um, or, or, or a, or a camel that needed some help. I couldn't tell what it was. But anyway, I thought that I think the point was Rand Hard that you know councils do way more mm. than roads rates and and rubbish. So yeah, I didn't. But you know, good on them. I think it's a you know it's an important. It's a very important uh, Mate, it's an matter. important issue. And and up until 2019, abortion was still a criminal offence here in New South Wales. So we're not that far advanced. That's right. And pro-choice and, you know, pro-choice advocates, they don't, um, uh, you know, they've worked hard for this campaign. And people who are opposed to uh, abortion for a long time, you know, can you remember that place over the Master Builders yep. Association? Like, yep. And people used to stand out the front there and... I can, um, I can remember that. I used to be driving to work at Prime Television, and that's, you know, that's 20 years ago. I can remember them standing out the front of Broadmeadow. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. Well, listen, my friend, we're going to get in trouble because we have gone late, and uh, Mr. Pickett oh. is going to yell at both of us. And uh, once Mr. Pickett's finished with us, then uh, Mr. Oh, Newsreader um, is going you. to yell at us. So we better go. No, you have right. a um, good, good chat, guys. You have a, uh, a lovely afternoon. Am I going to see you down at that rally tonight? Are you, going, are you going to come down from the highs of the East End? No, I, I, I won't. A previous engagement prevents oh. me from doing so. Yeah, sure. But, uh, I, was, I was going to shout you a beer, but you're gone. Okay, I'll carry you in spirit with me. Cheers. Thanks, mate. You stay safe. I'll catch up with you next week. Okay. Thanks, bye. That is Paul Scott with the pub test. And, yes, we have gone late, but uh, important subjects discussed today. You're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. Newcastle in the morning takes you through the big events and the most talked about stories of the day that matter to you and your life. From what's on to what matters, Tracy Mack takes you beyond the headlines, what it is, why it matters and how it impacts your daily life. Tracy Mack brings you Newcastle in the morning, weekdays from nine on Newcastle Live.